Lori here, and welcome to the Awakening Moments podcast. Grab a cup of tea and let's spend some time together. My co-host Rhonda and I are ordained ministers working together at Life Center Church. We are leaders, wives, moms, and longtime friends. In this podcast, we hope to share some meaningful moments from our lives, everything from lessons we've learned the hard way or how to rise up in the midst of obstacles and insecurities. We will encourage you to take risks and remind you that you are deeply loved and completely worthy. Let's awaken life's most amazing moments together. Well, good morning, Rhonda. How are you doing? (laughs) Good. Good, Laura. How are you doing? I am awesome. It's so good to see you. I love getting together for our podcasts. Me too. I was excited when I got up this morning and I thought, I'm going to see Lori first thing this morning. Yes. I know. On this rainy, gross day, but that's sunshine Uh in the office, you know. That's right. That's right. So uh, what's going on in your life? How are things? Okay. It's been a great week. My kids are competing in track and field and they've had fantastic weeks in their competition. So, you know, it really is such a high as a mom. I realize I really love being the mom, it sounds bad, but when my kids do well, it's kind of nice to walk around the field and be like, yeah, she's with me. Uh, so, that's so proud. Awesome. I'm so proud. I wouldn't know what that's like, but it's all good. <laughs> we live, we love each other's kids. I love it. Oh, totally. You can share that with me and I'll share the others with you. It's true. It's true. I, I literally I'll love your kids and I, I, I feel like it's my kids when they're doing well. I love it. They're totally. superstars. How are you doing? I'm really good. I'm really good. Today, it was kind of a hilarious morning waking up. Both of my kids woke up late and they're both at the printer trying to print projects that are due today. I mean, major projects. And I'm like, guys, like I literally, I have an appointment. I I have people waiting for me. Like I have to go. What are you doing? But I just had to laugh because honestly, that's just what it's like. Teenage life. Like I'm glad that you laughed about that. I always <laughs> laughed. I'm like, get out of here. What? Oh, gosh. Oh, Anyways, funny. yeah. You have to laugh Worst to timing. survive. Yeah, it's true. As with teens, you have to <laughs> learn to laugh. Yes, learn Some to laugh. laugh easier. Yes. I have to learn to laugh. Yes. yes. So we have kind of a fun topic we're going to talk about today. Yep. Fun time. Yeah. I love this. We're going to talk uh, today about blessing. Actually, really what we're going to talk about is how to cultivate or create a culture of honor in your life, in your family, in your friendships, in your church, um, and how we have seen a culture of honor created, some of the ways that that we have seen this cultivated in our lives. It's true. And we were just before, like we were just talking about how this started. Laura, we yeah. don't even really remember how we started doing this. Like being this intentional <laughs> with blessing yeah. people and speaking words Very intentional words of scripture, of encouragement. I really don't even remember how it started. Yeah. Like probably maybe, I don't know, 20 years ago, we had these these meetings. Um, I remember like, I think it was called 40 Days of Blaze, where there's 40 days of continuous meetings that ended up turning into like months and months and months and months and months of continuous meetings every single night of the the week where we basically had church, had a speaker and worship. And it was a really profound time in uh, in our history, in our faith. It was really, really extremely profound for us personally as well. And I feel like kind of out of that, there, there seemed to be this culture of speaking into people's lives, being intentional, creating you know, creating uh, opportunity, intentional opportunity just to bless with our words. I think that's exactly what happened because we were in that, 
environment for so long talking about the services when I think about how crazy that season oh, was oh. how many days at work you just would want to fall asleep because you were up till 11 12 every night yeah but you couldn't wait to get to church it yeah. really was a supernatural yeah. time and season in our lives yeah. but I think because we were in that environment every almost every day and we just started praying over people encouraging people that it didn't stop in our workplaces yeah. in our families yeah and I think it's exactly what you said. It just kind of has been something that continued. Yeah. Intentionally now. Yeah. Um, but I feel like we're, we are very mindful. I think because of that season, yeah. it opened up an intentionality and a yeah. mindfulness that yeah. we create those moments too. Yes. They don't, yes. people don't always open up those moments. Yeah. But how do you strategically open that up in yes. someone's lives? It looks different for everybody. Obviously, if someone is a, knows Jesus, then that is a very different space. But if someone doesn't, you can still bring such profound words of blessing. You just have to be intentional and very mindful to adjust to where they are in their spirituality. So it's really exciting. I feel like people are going to walk away from this podcast encouraged because people have asked us, how does this happen in your lives? And we've done it for people when we've met. We're going to talk a little bit about that, but even with our kids, with our friends, with birthdays, how have we done that? And I think it's just been a practice Thing that we've done with intentionality. Yeah. One of the things I remember too, like way back, I, I feel like it's just always been, I can't remember there not being a time like this, but one of our founding pastors, Pastor Joyce, always had this passion and she called it a culture of honor. We're going to create a culture of honor. And she kind of exemplified that herself personally. And I feel like she imparted that to us that we, no matter what happens, we're going to choose to use with our words, words of honor, even if what's happening in the situation is not great, we're going to choose to honor in our words as a way of even prophesying or speaking to what we're believing to happen, even out of difficult situations. And I, I feel like she helped to just establish, literally establish that culture all around us. And we kind of, we, we received it. We received it and just ran with that, ran with that in our lives, in our personal lives, in our relationships, in our families, and in our church. And when I look at our church today, I do feel like it's different. Like it's really different. And that's one of the ways that it's different by the what how we speak to one another and the words we use to speak over each other. They're very intentional. They're very positive. They're blessing and they're faith-filled. We're speaking life into people all the time, no matter what we see. Even if what we see on the outside is not full of faith, we speak faith into people because we know what God wants to do in their lives. Oh, I feel that's exactly it. And we speak the faith and we also acknowledge the beauty of the individual person. You know, when you start to have these moments of being intentional, they're not only pulling out the faith and just that ability to just believe or to step into a place that maybe you've been, people have struggled, are struggling with or feel that they don't have the faith to step in. We're able to call that into their lives. Join with them. Actually, it's there. The seeds of faith are there. But able to just join with them and believe and to pull that out with them. It's also saying, I see you. I see that you're unique. I see that you bring value. And I see that you actually have an incredible integral part to play in my life and in the life of our church and in this community. And we want to just build you up and just really encourage you so you see how really deeply profound you are. I feel like that's what it's done in my own life. When people speak over my life, I'm always like, 
really? You see that in me? Because we often don't, we've talked about this in our other podcasts before, but we definitely see more the negative. We're very critical. We're easy to spot the good, but to actually see the beauty in ourselves, it really is something that we have to be intentional with too. And to have people being intentional to do that in our lives is so beautiful and so profound. So beautiful. I know. I know. I love it. And I can think of so many different examples of ways that this is kind of played out like it did all kinds of different ways, but every single time it's the same result. That person, whoever we choose to be intentional about, they leave feeling like a million bucks, feeling like they can take on the world, feeling like they can overcome whatever struggles are ahead of them, feeling like, oh my goodness, anything is possible with God. And that's awesome. Like we want everyone to feel that every single day. That's what we want them to feel every single day. So for you, when you think back, like what are some, let's get into some specifics of what this looks like. Let's give people some practical handles on like, how do you do this? What does this look like? What are some ways, some things that you have done, some things that I have done that, that where we've seen this kind of result? Yeah. So I will use just a very simple example, you know, family birthdays, uh, anyone's birthday, we get together. So recently, you know, we've had our dads had their birthdays and we sat around, we had a wonderful, fun time, you know, food and presents and jokes and sharing funny stories. But then we take a moment to say, now we're just going to read our cards and specifically speak into people's lives. And we have encouraged our children. We've encouraged all of our family that when they write their cards, it's not just like, Hey, happy birthday. (laughs) Hope you have a great year that they literally sit down. And first off, they think of an attribute that they deeply admire and why how it's impacted them, and how they can deeply encourage that person for this year. Now, I am so thankful our entire family is a Christian. So that does add, like we also bring a scripture and we bring that definitely into, that's the dominant part is the scripture. We pull all of that from that scripture, but we go around one by one and we specifically speak over that person. Some of us just speak from our hearts. We've already prepared it, but some of us read our cards. We've written it down and we really wait on God. Before we go into a birthday, we ask God, give me something to encourage them with. And we just take that intentional moment to speak over them. And I'm telling you, like you said, Laura, even though I'm going to use my dad, you know, in his seventies, the way you look at his eyes, as we were speaking over his life, hearing it from his grandchildren, hearing it from his wife, hearing it from his close friends, hearing it, something just, you could see it happening in his spirit. And I think how many times do people get these type of words when they die? They don't even hear it. But in our lifetime to seize these moments, because I think we don't know what next year will hold. We don't know if we'll have another birthday, God willing, yes. But we take for granted these moments that we have together And when it's a birthday, it's really significant. So we are intentional about that. And uh, it's just beautiful. And it's a beautiful thing to watch the girls see this model that now it's actually becoming that culture of honor. I love that you said, Mrs. B, I really believe Joyce. That was exactly what she had imparted into us. I see that in their generation because she modeled it. We watched her. We did what she did. And I feel like now they're watching what we're doing and it's becoming normal. Just And they actually, this is our favorite part of a birthday. They now cannot wait and they don't even want to go away. Like they don't want to miss it for any reason to hear anyone else being encouraged. They want to be a part of that. So that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's so true. I know. I think that's probably like after having done this intentionally for so many years, 
that's probably the greatest blessing of all is to watch our our young children. I mean, I can remember around age like seven, eight, nine, ten. I mean, young, where they they've just watched this happen and participated in it. It's not like a hard thing for them. It's not. But even as they got older and their relationship with God deepened, like they literally will sit and spend time with God and ask God for a word for a person. And, you know, I think one of the things that blessed me the most was this was a a number of years ago now, like probably three or four years ago now, but um, they went to a birthday party and they came home and this was just a a friend's party, a friend party, all the friends. And they came home and they said, mom, the best part of the party was sharing our words with each other. And they're like, you wouldn't believe what happened. We started sharing our words for each other. The person started crying. We had a two hour worship session after that. Like, like what? You do this at a birthday party? Like, but they've just, they've just taken this on. We didn't, we've, we've never told them that they had to do this for their friends. Like we, we, we've modeled this in our families and we've said, okay, you know, when it's dad's birthday or mom's birthday or or a sibling birthday, you're going to do this. But we never told them you have to do this. We, nobody ever made them do this. They just saw it. They took it and they do it. And now their entire friend group, like I, every time my kid has a birthday, I sit in the room and do you do the same thing? I do the same thing. I sit in the room for the words because they are literally profound. And to watch each of them, you know, at these young ages, like these young girls, now they're in their teens, they're young teens, but you know, to watch them be so excited to share their words, to watch them sometimes even get emotional over what they're sharing. Like it's very deep. It's very meaningful and it's very profound. And they hear from God. They sometimes have a gift that goes with the word that God gave them. I mean, this is like, they're cultivating this very deep prophetic gifting that they don't even realize. They just think this is like what everybody does, but man, like it is so, so, so awesome. It is so awesome. So Lord, how would you say someone that maybe has Never been intentional. Yeah. How would you start? How would you start? Like we've been doing that since the kids were so little. Yeah. Because yeah. we just started doing it with yeah. us when we got married yeah. and then it just kind yeah. of has evolved. Mm-hmm. How would you, what would you tell someone listening to say like, this is where you start. This is how you can begin. I I think that the simplest way to start with something like this, especially if the group of people have never done anything like this before. So let's say you're taking this into a family birthday setting and, you know, and nobody in your family has ever done anything like this before. It can be very, it's very intimate. So it can be very uncomfortable. And, 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 and anyways, so what I would do is I did this with my family of origin who doesn't do this. My family of origin doesn't um, practice this kind of thing. uh, Typically, at least I don't think I live far away from them, but I don't think they do, but for one of my parents' uh, significant birthday, was like a 50th or something, um, what I did was I asked every single one of my siblings, their their spouses, to, to ha- come up with one word. So I think that's the best way to start. Come up with one word that describes the person. Because everybody can do that. Anybody can do that. They can come up with one word, and then if they're comfortable, they can share why they chose that word. So step one, choose one word and share that word. If, if that's as far as, you know, the members of your family or friends or, or, or your group can go, that's great. Even just one word can be really impactful. Like, what? You see? 
that's how you see me? Like it's a really beautiful, beautiful thing. But if they can explain why they chose that word. And that's that's how I'd start. I think honestly, that's how it starts. Exactly. And then as that becomes more proficient, you end up just adding a scripture. You know, you might have a word that that's that's happened to me. Usually I come with a word first or yeah. a scripture, vice versa. Yeah. I love that, Lord. You know, starting simple and then just mm -hmm. build from it. Because, mm -hmm. you know, at our place now, we're like, you know, mm -hmm. you have a word, you'll believe for a scripture and you mm -hmm. pull a word from it mm -hmm. that really stands out. Yeah. Or you have a word and you find a scripture to build that up. Yeah. And you just go around. And if your kids are little, you don't have to keep them out of that. Include them mm -hmm. into it. Mm -hmm. It is so important. Mm -hmm. And when they're little, you know, I... You know, we dismissed them after they shared their little words. It was cute. Sometimes it was like for Jana, she drew a picture. And why she drew a picture? If they're really little, it could be drawing a picture of you with your your grandma or you with your grandfather. Like what, what do you love to do with them? Like something simple like that if they can't articulate. But as they grow older, like you said, just baby steps. All of us can take baby steps. But now, you know, they would want to leave the table as soon as it was done and us adults would stay around. But now it's... It's totally different. They're teenagers, like you said, and they get really emotional even hearing other words. And then they they jump in now with their own, like they'll add to someone else's word, you know, or share something from their heart. So, it, But it didn't start like that. And I think, you know, we just want people listening to know, just start. Like, I love that you said, Lord, with that simple word, because the power of words, the power of just hearing what someone thinks about you, that one word can really alter and heal someone's heart and heal a relationship. It's never to be underestimated. So that's really powerful. Yeah, that's really, really powerful. A number of years ago, um, you know, I don't even really remember the specifics of it, but a number of years ago, a speaker came through and talked about the power of blessing. I may, they may have even wrote a book about it. I can't remember exactly, but I remember them talking about the significance of the age 13 for the life of a child. And I mean, this goes back to biblical significance, like, you know, bar mitzvah, that type of um, where a child literally from the age of 12 turning to 13 becomes an adult, becomes a man that's, you know, in that culture in that time, but that there was a significant, that's a significant time of blessing in their life to begin to speak blessing. And I know our culture now is much different than that. I mean, I know legally a child becomes an adult at 18, but I mean, I even think in our culture, 20, 21, you know, it's getting older and older where, you know, kids are taking on kind of the, the adult responsibility stage, but, but even just the spiritual significance of 13. And so a number of years ago, when the speaker came through, I remember, you know, some people in our friend group just began to adopt this as a model that when our children turn 13, that we would create, um, just even um, even more intentional blessing opportunity for them as they come a significant spiritual blessing opportunity as they come into uh, their their 13th year and we kind of named these blessing parties so we would have these special blessing parties when our kids turn 13 and just as a way of spiritually significantly blessing them and we would invite you know, important leaders in their life, um, mentors, pastors, anybody that has had a hand in shaping who they are becoming would be invited to this party and we would do blessing parties. So talk a little bit about blessing parties. Uh, you've had two of them and what what they were for you and, and, and the, the significance of those. They're so special. 
And I, it really is, I love that you articulate that it is a spiritual blessing. So it would be people that have had a spiritual impact on their lives that have Christ in their life. Cause this is definitely to set them apart, to be a strong woman of God or a strong man of God. I have daughters. So it's been to be a strong woman of God as they've walked into womanhood because at 13, like you said, Laura, it really is when all the change of life is happening and they're literally walking into a new phase or kind of moving from childhood to that, that teenager womanhood transition. So in that transitional gap where they're vulnerable, where they're feeling insecure, we want to solidify their value, what we see in them and where we see them going in their future and to call out the gifting in their lives. So with both the girls, I'll speak first about my oldest. Um, v at the time wasn't really pursuing God anywhere close that she is now. She'd grown up in the church and she's given me permission to talk about this. This is her own story, but you know, she was kind of, you know, at 13 years old, kind of going to church because we went to church as a family. And uh, we had this blessing night for her, apart from her birthday night. And for us, you know, we sat down with her. We said, this is who we see coming to your blessing party. Do you feel like these are women that, and it was women that have had significant impact on your life spiritually. And she said, yes, and added a few names as well. And so that is who we invited. And uh, so the night just started with, you know, when I sent the invitation, I said, this is a spiritual night to bless V, her faith, but we want you to call out in her life what you see in her spiritually. You know, if it's, if it's faith driven, if it's, she's, you see a spiritual gifting of teaching her kindness, generosity, whatever you see in her, can you please call that gifting out, but wrap it up with scripture and prayer and a, a declaration over her. And if you could bring a symbolic gift it did, could be from a dollar store. We don't care what it is, but if it was something you've shared, if you could find something. So when she has it in her room, she'll remember. And, you know, when I look from that moment of her blessing night, I know you'll talk a little bit about a tour, but I look at what happened that night and I recorded every, well, I asked everyone to write it down, to either email me or bring it on paper. We put it into a book for her. But when I look at all the words that were spoken over her, I actually have seen them fulfilled and becoming fulfilled like what god some of them were saying like you know you are going to be such a profound leader and there's going to be such a strength in you to teach the gospel oh my goodness she watched the billy grant and she's had a profound encounter with god since and has completely altered her life changed her her passion for god thank you jesus that has just been by god's supernatural touch it's amazing a supernatural but you know we even watched the billy graham uh documentary said mom that is my heart. I want to preach the gospel. I just want to preach the gospel like Billy Graham. I want to go over the world preaching the gospel. I want the youth to know the gospel of Jesus Christ. Wow. And I think she's not even putting the dots together, but I know what I've read that book so many times. It sat on her shelf and she's read it too, but it's literally been it's prophesied, prophesied over, and over. it's happening. The power of the words and that moment of blessing. So after everyone shared over her life, we took communion together at the end. And then we all prayed those specific words over her life and sealed it and asked God to take in the spirit and to fulfill what happened. And then all enjoyed a night of food and enjoyed it. But it was definitely a very profound encounter that even now she says was probably the most significant birthday of her life. So I know you have to share about it too, your blessing nights yeah, for your kids. Yeah, no, exactly. And you know, we've done, so, uh, we've done four. We've had, so all four of my kids have turned 13 and, and when they, on their 13th birthday, we did a blessing party for them. 
And um, leading up to their blessing party, I would pray and ask God even for just a word or a focus, um, you know, and so for one of them, it was the armor of God. And so each person had uh, one of the pieces of armor and they brought that piece of armor and, and a word around that piece of armor to speak over uh, Parker's life. That was for Parker. Um, you know, one was a, a garden party. And so the party itself was just a beautiful, fun garden party with lots of flowers and lots of, um, you know, tea. And, and we did, um, yeah, we did a tea party. It was, it was, it was so beautiful, but, but even all the words that came were all around flourishing and growth and like same, I, I would describe the same as you're describing that, like those words that were spoken over to watch them actually come alive in your kids' lives is like, it actually blows your mind. It actually, you, you, you hear them and you, and you know your kids and you're like, okay, okay. Like this is being spoken in faith. Okay. And then all of a sudden something shifts, like something spiritually shifts in their life. And all of a sudden you're like, wait, what? Like, what are you saying right now? What are you doing right now? You know, mom, I'm going to win. I, I need to win all my, all my friends for Christ. I have to bring them all to church. I have to like without Christ, they're lost. Like they don't have any environments of encouragement. And you know, I've got, <laughs> I've got one kid who keeps my car full because <laughs> she's always bringing people to church to know Jesus. She's got literally, she's got handfuls, handfuls of kids who've come to Christ because um, you know, of just her passion for Jesus and unashamed of the gospel. Like, so it's just, it really is a powerful thing. And like you said, Rhonda, the power of the words we speak over our kids. And I think, you know, every day, even as I joked this morning about, you know, the frustration with them getting out of bed, but so often the words that we speak over our kids are actually words of negativity or, you know, words of you're not good enough. We might not say you're not good enough. But in other ways we do, like, why do you always make me late? Why, you know, and we say these words in frustration and those are most of the words we speak when, when we speak these powerful words over our kids and they begin to come to fruition, you realize, wow, there really is power in our words and what words are we speaking? Not even just over our kids, but over each other over, you know, our church, over people in our church, over our friends, over our family, over our extended family. I mean, the power of our words really, we, I think we underestimate it all the time, but yeah, I've seen the same thing. I've seen God actually do the things that people have spoken. And I've also seen words that I'm still holding on to, that I'm waiting to see come to pass in my kids' lives. And I'm holding on to those words. I, I, when I read them, when I go back and read the words, I read them as truth. I read them as more truth than even what I'm actually seeing in the natural, because I know, I know that God has an unbelievable plan for every single one of my kids. I know he has an unbelievable plan for me. And sometimes the biggest barrier is even just me realizing what is possible with God. It's me. It's not, it's, you know what I mean? It's not anything else. It's not life. It's not this. It's not that. It's literally what I'm thinking about, what I'm dwelling on, what I believe is, um, yeah, is over, overpowering what God says over my life. So, so for my kids, yeah, for some of them, I'm still holding on to those words and just believing that they are going to come to be. I know they will. I know they will.
Lori, that's so profound. It's so true. And to have, you know, we speak our words pretty flippantly. And, you know, to be conscious of that is really a whole nother, I think, podcast for us talking about that. But these moments really do, they do something so deep in people when they, we are intentional to speak those words of great affirmation. Because even for our kids to hear that at their 13th party, what their mom thought about them, what their dad thinks about them, or their siblings. It is so life-giving because we live as a family and it's messy and we frustrate each other. But the deepest words are from the family. When a sibling speaks to the other sibling, they don't often share that intentionally. And it's helping our children too to speak to one another. The gift that they see and it, it actually changes I believe it also does something in them when they, they're thinking about their word. So true. They're delivering their word to be like, my sibling is a gift to my life. Like they may drive me crazy and they have those sibling relationships. But in those moments, it does something in the bond to be like, you matter most to me because you're my sister or my brother and my parents. And those words go the deepest because we share the most intimate together. So good. Yeah, I love it. So we do this kind of thing, um, not just with our kids and our family, but we do it with our friends. So on anybody's birthday, we'll get together. I mean, it's not usually a big thing. We usually literally just meet at a coffee shop or something, like just something small. But we all bring a word. We It's not so much about gifts, but we all bring a word. We all actually pray for that person. And we, we listen to God and we bring a word. We bring a word of hope, a word of life, a word of encouragement. We maybe have a scripture um, and, we, and we share that with each other. And every single time, like we just leave like, so blessed. So, so blessed. We do this in life groups. We do it in any kind of people relationship that we have. We, we bring this as often as we can. Another thing that I've seen, um, you know, as a starting place that can actually be a start a really profound conversation is I've seen in a life group setting to answer the question, what was your first impression of me? And That's even good. that, yeah, even that is a really fun beginning of a conversation because often the first impression we have of someone is not actually the fullness of who they are. And so it gives an opportunity to be able to see like, when I first met you, I thought you were a little standoffish, but now that I've gotten to know you, I see that you actually have such a deep compassion for people. And you begin to speak over people what you see in them and they're like, really? Oh, wow. So that's another really neat question that you can that's, you know, it's, it doesn't, it's not off-putting, it's not too intense, but it can start to cultivate that. And honestly, my, my and Rhonda's heart for this podcast would be that you would take this idea wherever you are, wherever you go, and any opportunity that you have just to say, hey guys, let's, you know, you're with a group of friends, hey guys, let's go around and let's just share one word of what we see in each other or, or what we think about each other. And just begin to cultivate this sense of saying the things that you want to say about each other and not waiting until their funeral. Exactly. Exactly. And so that's exactly just start somewhere. Start by sharing a word. Start by if whatever is coming up, if it's another birthday that's on your family list and you want to just take one more step, take that take that, just take that on and just say, I'm going to just speak a word of life. I'm going to invite everyone like you did, Laura, with your siblings to say, let's just take this moment and I'll share a word. I love that. Start somewhere, speak life, change the atmosphere. You can do it. You are a change maker. And so bring life into your area. And 
we just want to encourage you, never underestimate the power of your words. You are a life bringer. And we just want to encourage you with that today, that bring life and bring this intentional words of blessing and honor into your next first day, into your next significant meeting. Any opportunity you have. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as we go today, uh, we want you to remember that there is more in you than you could possibly realize. And you are special and so worthy of love. Have a great day, guys. Bye. Love you. Thank you for listening to the Awakening Moments podcast today. Like or subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends. Follow us on Instagram at Lori Boucher and Rhonda.Corto. May you be awakened to the moments that matter the most.